Hi, and welcome to our podcast on uh, Streamline Energy and Carbon Reporting. Uh, what we plan to do is uh, take you through some of the, the key um, drivers for, for SECR, um, why it's been brought into, into the, the latest UK regulation, uh, how you have to report, when you have to report, uh, and some of the key features involved with that. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Pecha from Mabit, who will be here to support me uh, through um, the SCCR podcast. Um, DB Group and Mabit have uh, started a joint venture with SCCR to help uh, our clients uh, jointly to um, make sure you're compliant with the, the regulations. Hello everyone, my name is Petya and I work for Mabit and Associates. Uh, we are here today with um, uh, Brian to uh, give you more information around the new streamlined energy and carbon reporting scheme and help you be compliant with it. Okay, so SCCR um, or SECR or Streamlined Energy Carbon Reporting, uh, it's been brought together um, really to, to help in, in time, I think, reduce the administration burden is, is the key uh, line from the guidelines. but. It's there to bring together policies, so you'll be aware of some of the schemes such as the Carbon Reduction Commitment, the Energy Saving Opportunities Trust, um, the measurement of greenhouse gases and, and the European Union Energy Trading uh, Scheme. Um, these are policies that have been around for some time um, and SECR is, is another one that's been uh, introduced in April of 2019. Um, and it's, as I say, it's to bring together these policies. Uh, the biggest impact uh, is climate change levy, uh, which is where SECR is going to um, probably you know, input, you know, impact you the most in terms of that's where your costs are going to start to increase. Uh, you may have already seen that costs are starting to increase as of April 19, so in line with SECR becoming a regulation, um, the CCL costs started to increase, uh, which we'll discuss uh, a little bit later on. Uh, the Streamlined Energy and Carbon Reporting Scheme, as Brian mentioned, uh, brings together all these um, different energy efficiency schemes which are currently um, uh, which are currently there for you and you have to comply with, so it will definitely reduce the burden um, by um, focusing on specific criteria and reporting um, energy consumption greenhouse gas, em gas emissions under one scheme only the green the streamlined energy and carbon reporting scheme uh, so the main um, aims of the scheme is to encourage energy and carbon savings uh, and this is um, as you know when you measure something uh, you are you tend to um, uh, you tend to implement more actions towards uh, reducing your energy consumption or uh, reducing your impact. Uh, it reduces the administration burden, as mentioned already, improves the company processes and reduces the climate change levy liability. These are the main aims of the scheme. Uh, Brian will give some more information around the climate change levy. Yep, so CCL, as, as we kind of know it within our bills, uh, is, is a formation of tax. It, it is something that is there as part of your charging structure within your uh, bills in terms of electricity and gas. And it, but it does also appear with a few others as well. Um, it really is um, trying to get you to think about how to be more efficient. Um, as you're aware, CCL is now, um, it's based upon how much uh, energy you use, it's based upon your consumption. The more consumption you use, 
uh, the higher the CCL cost will be. So what we're trying to do is, is to, or what SCCR is trying to do is to help you to be more efficient. Uh, by being more efficient uh, in, in terms of what you do, in terms of efficiencies in your business and the innovation you bring um, will help to reduce the CCL costs. So we want to try and help you as much as possible to reduce your CCL and the only way you're going to do that is by reducing your consumption. So there's many ways to do that. Um, we want to try and prevent your increases and to prevent your increases we need to start thinking about doing that through, I call it my three buzzwords would be education, communication and, and innovation. We need to be able to educate people about uh, climate change. And I think that's, that's, you know, a lot more people are, are more aware now, certainly through uh, social media and, and some of the events in recent times uh, as to um, what's happened in terms of climate change. And this isn't going to you know, solve climate change, but it's certainly going to help with that. So the more that you can do as a, a, an organisation, uh, the more that we can do to, to help with that. So again, education is really key. Uh, communication is the, the second word. And, and if we don't communicate what we're doing, it's hard for people to understand uh, what we're trying to do to, to help uh, make savings. So communicate and share your success stories um, and start to then look at innovation. And innovation is really around uh, what many of us have done already, but things like LED lighting and things like behavioral change programs. Um, you can do lots of things through, through being innovative. So it's trying to think about um, ways that you can be more efficient. Sometimes it won't involve spending money, so it doesn't necessarily have to be through that way, but a lot of the the bigger wins will come through some form of investment. So it's just trying to think about uh, doing that. Other ways that you can do it in terms of, uh, is to get your staff more uh, aware as well. So looking at engagement programs, behavioral change programs, switch off campaigns, even through uh, strategies around uh, advertising, posters, stickers, those kind of things are really basic or sound really basic, but they're making a massive impact. So trying to think about uh, that as well is gonna really uh, help you to do that. The next one really is to, to think about understanding your building, you know, what happens uh, in your building over a 24 hour period? You know, when does IT do their updates? When do people come into the building? Um, when does the heating go on? All those things are really, really important. It's, it's key to understanding your building. And when you can understand your building, you can then start to make change. You know, when are we using the most energy? Uh, when can we start to, to reduce that? And how, do we, and how do we reduce that? Doing some surveys, walk-around surveys, um, and to see exactly what you're using during core hours is, is, is really important. It won't take long to, to establish. And the last thing is to look at your, your energy contracts. Um, it's really important to think about when's the right time to buy energy. Um, energy can change by the minute, uh, depending on what's happening in the world. So it's taking advantage of uh, reduced rates while you can, locking in contracts for as long as you can when the when the rates are as low as possible. At the moment, and we're into um, February, near the end of February 2020, is that the rates are the lowest they have been for uh, a couple of years now. So now is the right time to be, to be looking at uh, your energy contracts, even if you have contracts locked in until 2021, 2022, you can buy in advance. So it is something to think about. And that again, that will help reduce um, your costs as well. In terms of how CCL is impacted, um, just to give you some, some headline figures there, is that electricity CCL costs went up by 45% from the 1st of April 2019. And in terms of gas, it's gone up 67%. So it's quite high rises. Uh, it's not a huge cost, it's not going to be the biggest cost in your bill, but it is still going to be a cost that you want to try and reduce as much as possible. So it really is uh, the time to think about reducing your consumption and in turn that will reduce uh, your CCL uh, liability as well.
Uh, and I will give some more information around the criteria uh, for qualification under the Streamlined Energy and Carbon Reporting Scheme. Um, the most important thing for you to know is and to identify is whether you're a large company. If you're a large company and you submit a director's report as part of your uh, annual financial filing, um, that means that you will qualify and you will have to report under the Streamlined Energy and Carbon Reporting Scheme. Um, to be a large company means that you have to meet two of three criteria. You need to have equal to or greater than 250 employees and you either um, need to have equal to or greater than 36 million turnover or a balance sheet which is equal or greater than 18 million, million pounds. So if you meet two of those three criteria, having more than 250 employees and a turnover which is greater than 36 million, that means that you are a large company. Uh, according to the Companies Act 2006. And if you are a large company, you have to uh, comply and report under the new scheme. And another important thing to consider is that only UK registered companies um, qualify under the Streamlined Energy and Carbon Reporting Scheme. Um, once you have identified whether you are a large company, whether you are a UK registered company, you need to consider what is your legal structure. And by this I mean uh, you need to identify and speak to your legal department uh, to understand whether you're a quoted company, an unquoted company, or a limited liability partnership. A quoted company, um, just to specify, is a company of any size whose equity share capital is officially listed on the main market of the London Stock Exchange or um, in a European Economic Area state or on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, unquoted company uh, can be either registered or unregistered company. So, um, irrespective of whether you're registered or unregistered company, if you're an unquoted, large unquoted company, you will qualify under the scheme. And finally, a large uh, limited liability partnership. It's a formal structure that requires a written partnership agreement and usually comes with annual reporting requirements. So this is just a quick summary of what each one of those terms mean. But that's the second step for you. After identifying whether you're a large company, you need to ensure that you um, discuss with your legal department the type of legal structure you are quoted, unquoted or LLP. Um, and maybe, now the exemptions from the scheme. Maybe Brian will uh, give us more information around that. Yeah, so there are some exemptions to SECR. Um, some of the key ones, and I think Petra already explained that all companies outside the UK are exempt. So if you're a large organisation, you have a global presence, um, it's only the companies that are located in the UK that will actually have to form part of the SECR as part of their reporting. Uh, all public sector organisations are also exempt, um, so where uh, public sector, universities, uh, NHS, things like that, they, they used to come into some of the schemes such as the Carbon Reduction Commitment, they are actually exempt now from ACCR. So again, any public sector organisation is exempt and any company that uses less than 40,000 kilowatt hours uh, over your reporting period Again, they're exempt. So they could be a large organisation, they could have over 250 employees, they could have the balance sheet, uh, but actually they don't use much energy. So again, they, they're not um, not mandatory for them to, to join this scheme. So again, they're, they're the kind of headlining uh, exemptions uh, that come with SECR. 
probably the most important um, aspect of it, or one of the most important. So once you've identified that you meet the criteria, the next one is when is your reporting year? So um, it's all based around your tax year. So every organization uh, will have different tax years. Uh, the most common ones would be April to March and simply January to December. So April to March, if your financial year is April to March, then your reporting period for SECR is April 2019 until March 2020. If your tax year is January to December, then you you actually won't start SECR or you will have started it in January 2020 and that will end in December 2020. So it really does determine you know, when, when your financial year is really important because that will determine when you need to report and the data you need to collect uh, as part of that reporting year. So it's really key. So I say once you have your criteria, the next thing is to find out is when is your reporting year uh, and then you can start to bring together the information that, that you need for that year. So in terms of reporting um, SECR, I'll pass that back to Petra. She's going to explain where uh, you would actually report uh, SECR. Uh, as Brian mentioned, it's the financial year that you have to be concerned about. And this is because uh, the reporting of the streamlined energy and carbon reporting scheme data uh, will have to be submitted as part of your annual director's report um, and your annual financial filing. So uh, if you are a large unquoted and quoted company, uh, you will have to include this data uh, within your director's report. If, for example, you're a charity organization, then this will have to be included in your combined directors and trustees uh, report. And again, if you are a limited liability partnership, then you will have to prepare a separate carbon and um, energy report. So these are the main, um, uh, the main, uh, the main reports which uh, the data for sectors should be included in depending on the type of legal structure you are. So in terms of the reporting itself, um, it's good to let you know exactly what you need to report. Um, the standards or the guidance do lean you towards going beyond uh, a basic return. So what we'll do is explain what the basic return is and we'll explain what the uh, going beyond uh, the basic return will be in the, in the coming kind of... Uh, minutes. Um, so in terms of the um, basic requirement, what you need to look at is 12 months consumption. So again, thinking about when uh, your financial year is. So if it starts in April uh, to March, then your 12 months will be from April 19 to March 20. And what we're looking for for a basic return is your electricity consumption, your gas consumption and transport fuel uh, um, during that period. So it's really important to have that data. That is a basic return. Uh, and they fall under what's called scope one and scope two emissions. Um, again, Petra will explain a little bit more about um, what's uh, covered in that as well as the second. Um, but it's really just to think about, do you have that information readily available? So that's going to be key. That's your first thing that you'll think about. Do we have that? Looking into scope, you know, going beyond the, the basic requirements, it will require a bit more information that might not be as readily available as your, your gas and electricity. And again, We'll come on to that in, in a second. What's really important is that when you understand what your financial year is, what your reporting year is, is to think about the energy efficiency actions you've taken within that period. So what have you done to be more efficient? And again, it doesn't have to be around um, things that you've spent money on, so investment in, in lighting, investment in boilers and things like that. It can be simple things like behavioural change and, and strategies around communication and awareness 
that kind of side of things. It's all really key, what you've done in the community, all that kind of stuff is really key to, to outlining what you've done as a business. It's a great way to be able to, to get that support from your financial team and, and see what you've done as a business. So again, think about that, think about what you've done in terms of efficiencies and how you record that at the present moment because there's ways uh, that you have to, you know, you have to record your information and validate it, uh, which again, we'll, we'll go through. Uh, in terms of the different scopes, um, and there are three scopes, scope one, scope two, and scope three. Um, these are pretty much um, uh, three groups of emissions, if I can call it this way. So the greenhouse gas emissions can be uh, divided into three groups depending on their sources. So as a minimum requirement, Brian said, you will have to report on your energy consumption and transport fuels, but also you will have to calculate the associated greenhouse gas emissions. So in these emissions, as I mentioned, fall into three scopes, one, two, and three. The first scope includes um, any emissions which are associated with um, uh, with energy, with uh, energy, fuel, and gas combustion within equipment which is owned or controlled uh, by your company. It it will also include um, any emissions associated with um, the combustion of transport fuel, uh, which again uh, is purchased for your own vehicles, uh, vehicles that you own and control, and any emissions associated with. Um, uh, any type of chemical or physical production um, or processes which take place on your site. Scope 2 emissions are indirect emissions. So if scope 1 emissions are direct emissions and they all originate from equipment and which are under your own control uh, and ownership, scope 2 emissions are indirect and they're associated with the consumption of uh, purchased electricity and the consumption of purchased heat, steam and cooling. Uh, scope 3 emissions, again, are other additional indirect emissions uh, which um, uh, go beyond the minimum of scope 1 and 2 and they include any emissions associated with waste, water consumption or business travel by means not owned or controlled by uh, your organization. Um, so, but in any way you have impact on these emissions one way or another. Just a quick example, if, for example, you generate waste on your site, um, you're the producer of this waste, and this waste is then transported to a waste management site. So there are emissions associated with each, each part of this chain of um, uh, value chain from the actual production through the transportation and through the actual processing of this waste, and you have responsibility for these um, emissions as well as the producer of the waste. So these are the three scopes of greenhouse gas emissions. Um, as we have explained so far, pretty much the whole process of uh, determining um, the boundaries of your organization, uh, the structure, your legal structure. Um, once you have determined what type of company you are, whether you're unquoted or quoted company, and you have determined the period you should collect data for, this is when your financial year is, um, then you have to think about what kind of uh, data you will have to collect um, in terms of the energy that you consume and um, the transport fuel that you use. Uh, then you have to calculate this data, the total energy consumption and the associated greenhouse gas emissions. And then you will have to report all this information, including the methodology that you have used to calculate your energy 
consumption and emissions. Uh, there is no specific format uh, for uh, the reporting. So um, the report can look um, in many different ways, uh, can take different formats. The important thing is that you uh, meet all the requirements of the scheme and you include all relevant information. In terms of what platforms you can use, Brian can give some more details around it. Okay, so we, we talked on uh, previously about looking at you know how to measure what you've been doing. So we've chatted about being able to identify when and at certain times of the year have you you know introduced some energy efficiency products. Um, what you can do is there's platforms out there that actually can do this for you. So you can actually log um, details, times, dates, when in the year you did this. <clears throat> but very easily for you to be able to, to, to say, right, what have we done in the last four or five months? You know, what have we done in this financial year? Um, and if you've got a large you know, multi-site organization, it's going to be really hard to understand what's been happening at every single building. So again, using a platform to be able to do that for you uh, will really help to, to bring this, this data together. We don't want SCCR to be a, a burden, an administration burden to you. It's got to be something you can get your data really quickly, get it easily and bring it to uh, the templates that, that we will look to design uh, on your behalf. And again, there's lots of different platforms out there to help you do that, uh, which we have access to and we can help you to do that. They come fully loaded with audit trails and project um, screens where you can do a before and after to show exactly how much energy you've saved. Uh, there's lots of different things these platforms can do. You may have some of them already. Uh, we have building management systems. We have automatic monitoring and targeting, uh, energy platforms and things that we can use. And they can all hold lots of information. That's what's key to this is having your information uh, readily available. So in terms of what we plan to do, um, DB Group and Mavit have come together to bring you uh, obviously this podcast uh, but certainly we can support you with SECR and start to bring together the templates uh, and the guidance that you need for uh, year one. Um, SECR is an annual response. So again, you're going to have to think about this every year and you're going to have to think about bringing this data together. So what we plan to do is, is to educate you through year one and make sure that you have the, the correct templates, the correct knowledge yourself to be able to, you know, you can, you can report on this, um, you know, Potentially 80% of it can be done by yourselves rather than us doing the whole thing. However, we will be here to support you uh, if you want full resource time from ourselves or limited. So it's really entirely up to yourself. Um, Petra can explain a little bit about some of the, the, you know, the processes that we're going to follow and some of the templates that, that will be provided. Yeah. So uh, as Brian said, the support can be tailored to your needs. So you can simply receive, uh, this, uh, we offer this remote support where we can, uh, we offer verification and guidance throughout the process of from collection of the data through its calculation and the final reporting stage. So pretty much the um, main phases of that type of support, the remote support, which is more like um, uh, verification type of support, uh, is to review the completeness of the evidence provided by the by yourself to describe your organizational structure. Uh, we can advise you on the energy transport fuel use and intensity factor data uh, requirements. Um, we can provide you with an energy data gathering spreadsheet template so that we can then evaluate, assess the data that you have uh, supplied us with uh, and make sure that it is correct and it meets the requirements of the scheme. Um, 
And of course, we can also provide you with the annual report template um, and make sure that you review the information that you have inputted in this template as well. So um, this is uh, the so-called remote support that we offer. No site visits are required. Uh, it's simply uh, you providing the data and us verifying this data, including uh, the provision of uh, the necessary templates for that purpose. We can also provide you with the full support, uh, especially the first year when um, the knowledge around the scheme is still uh, not uh, as solid as it, you would like it to be. We can provide you full support from and do everything for you, um, including the calculation of the emissions, the actual reporting uh, in the end. So it's really uh, depending on the type of uh, support that you require. Okay, so um, we're coming near to the end of our uh, podcast here and I think it's quite important to let you know um, what happens in the event that you don't comply with SECR. So I think with a lot of these schemes, uh, there has been the, um, you know, the, the threat certainly of, of financial um, you know, costs should you not comply. Uh, however, SECR is enforced by the Conduct Committee of the Financial Reporting Council. So again, it is the responsibility of the company directors. So failure to comply may result in civil action and, and that will probably be around uh, a financial penalty. But certainly, if you do nothing with SECR, then, then your, your costs are going to rise. So we want you to, to start thinking about being more efficient, think about ways to engage your workforce, uh, think about ways to help save energy. And if you save energy, you'll save your, your climate change levy costs. Um, so that's what we're looking to do. And ultimately, if you don't comply, then does it show a lack of commitment to energy efficiency? Possibly yes. So it's trying to, to, to make you think about SECR, make sure it adds value to what you do. But ultimately, it's great for your CSR. It shows you're committed to uh, sustainability and, and the efforts that the government and everybody's making with climate change. Um, so we really want you to, to endorse uh, this scheme and actually help us to... Uh, to make some changes or help yourselves to make some changes uh, ultimately. Well, we want to thank you for your time. Uh, I think that's kind of covered some of the key uh, elements uh, of SECR or Streamlined Energy Carbon Reporting. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to uh, get in touch. Uh, the best number to get us on is 01506 848 848. Thank you.